Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guests are Anthony Faso and Cameron Christiansen from Infinite Wealth Consultants. Welcome, Cameron and Anthony. Thanks, well, Rama. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Can you please share a little bit about yourselves, your background? I got in this industry about 15 years ago, but prior to that, I was just a small business owner. I was a small business owner and I was fortunate to be making some pretty good money and I was looking for places to put it. And I started looking at all the kind of traditional options that were out there. And uh, Rama, if I'm honest, I didn't like any of them. The main reason was that every time I asked them when I could access my money, they said 59 and a half. And that just never made sense to me, right? And so I just sat on cash for quite a while. And it wasn't until I came across the infinite banking concept and Nelson Nash's book that it really clicked for me, just being a small business owner and being able to put my money where, where it's earning a great rate, I've got access to it. And it worked really well for me. And so I started doing that personally. And then I started doing it with my business. And I started sharing that idea with other business owners that I knew. And that's really how I kind of fell into this industry, right? Is uh, just sharing a strategy that worked really well for myself. And so I've been doing this for about uh, one day longer than Anthony has. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, looked up to me for a while now. And uh, I'm fortunate to have partnered with him. Uh, him and I worked together for about nine years at a previous firm. And then we partnered three years ago uh, here with Infinite Wealth. And so we are IBC practitioners and tried really hard to be some of the best advisors in the country. Okay, next time, I'm not going to let you go first. <laughs> my name's Anthony. I call myself a recovering CPA. been a CPA for over 30 years. And then when 08 happened, I saw the devastation that had happened on my clients. They did everything right, everything they were told, but to no fault of their own, their 401k is now a 201k and all their assets were tied up in their house. They had no additional resources, but I noticed a few of my clients actually excelled during that time. So I went to them and asked them like, how are you guys in a different situation? How are you prepared for this? In part, you know, they recommended rich dad, poor dad. Which, to be honest, I had read before. I mean, a lot of people read it in college, but I read it, but I never took the action. Mm. So then I reread it and started that really opened up my eyes. Like Robert Kiyosaki talks about financial freedom is your passive income is more than your monthly expenses. And I was given advice of my clients. Same thing Cameron was receiving. Hey, put your money in the 401k. Hey, we're going to save taxes today and don't worry about tomorrow. But that really did a paradigm shift. And then when I was exposed to the Nelson Nash Institute and becoming your own banker and infinite banking, that literally changed my life. And I started doing that myself. And then my clients would come to me, Hey, Anthony, I don't really trust Wall Street. What should I do? And I'm like, well, this is what I'm doing. Why don't you read this book and help you? And ended up turning it into a business a lot more fun than doing tax returns. Whatever I wanted to do 
or my career, I wanted to be one of the best of, and I realized I couldn't be the best in two worlds. I couldn't be a great CPA and great at IBC. So the choice was simple. I sold my firm. We've been practicing infinite banking for the last 15 years. And kind of what makes us different is not only do we incorporate infinite banking, but we have taken the purple pill. We are following the principles of rich dad, poor dad, and we combine those with infinite banking which allows us to create that passive income with more certainty and more security, and also by creating some tax deductions. Awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. And what exactly attracted now from infinite banking side and how exactly are integrating this rich dad, poor daddy's concepts into your experiences, how exactly are helping your clients? Well, I tell you, when we first started Infinite Banking, if you read the book, which I would highly recommend, is some great resources and basic understanding of how and why this works. But a lot of what is in the book is, I would say, using Infinite Banking to buy liabilities, right? And Robert Kiyosaki says, you spend your money on one of two things. You buy an asset or you buy a liability, right? Liability takes money from you. Asset brings money to you. And we started using the policy to buy liabilities, finance cars, or maybe pay off debt or pay off the mortgage. But then we start thinking, wait a minute, what does this have to do with rich dad, poor dad? How are we creating passive income? So we pivoted and there's a lot of great IBC firms out there. But again, what makes us different is we focus on leveraging this to create passive income and, or really to buy assets. You want to add anything, Cameron? Always. Anthony always leaves meat on the bone, right? It's uh, really, Rama, what we're doing is when you look at infinite banking is you're helping someone take back control of their finances, right? So what people have been conditioned to do throughout their lifetime is to outsource that, right? It's to hand those dollars over to somebody else, right? Because they're not smart enough to handle it on their own is what they're told. And so, right, I just got off a phone call this morning with a gentleman that was frustrated and upset with outsourcing kind of that capital, the control of his capital over the years. He's like, man, I can't wait to get started. And so he's asking questions about liquidating certain accounts that he has so that he can then take control and then take action and start putting that money to work for himself and start building that passive income. So that control piece and the way that people approach money is probably the biggest mind shift that we're helping people accomplish. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. So how exactly this infinite banking works and what are the benefits? You know? We try to make this as simple as possible. Again, as I told you earlier, I want to make this simple so even Cameron can understand. <laughs> if you Tell me if you can relate to this, Rama. If with a lot of your, maybe you individually, your clients, we're setting money aside so we can buy assets, right? And what we typically do, we set that money somewhere where it's safe and liquid, which is typically a bank, right? We store the money at the bank. And then when an opportunity comes, we withdraw that and buy the asset. If it's a true asset, it's going to provide some cash flow or profits. We got to put that somewhere. So we put it back in the bank. And maybe we take some off for lifestyle. But most of the time, we're trying to build more passive income. So that gives more money in that bank account so we can buy asset number two. And now asset number two provides cash flow. We put it back, got to store it somewhere, put it in the bank. All we're really saying is instead of storing it at a bank that is safe and liquid, what you can also do is there are specially designed high cash value life insurance policies that do the same thing. You know, I like to say this ain't your mama's whole life policy, 
right? This ain't one that buys a lot of death benefit and no cash value. You listen to Dave Ramsey or when somebody talks about bad mouth whole life, they're talking about the more typical or traditional whole life. Our design is very different where this is designed to minimize the death benefit and maximize the cash value. And that allows us. So now what we do is instead of storing money at a bank, we store the money in the policy. Not only is it safe and liquid, and I think right now, I think we can argue it's safer and more liquid than at a bank, but some of the additional advantages is it's going to earn a much higher rate of return than a bank. That return is going to be a tax-free. Every state has some level of asset protection. Many of them, it's 100%. So you can put your money in this account, earns more tax-free and is protected from lawsuits and creditors. And what we do that's different, when you have a bank, you withdraw the money. And what happens is we break the compound interest curve, right? We stop earning money on that account because it's not there. But with the way that we design these policies and the companies we work with, we don't have to withdraw the money. We can leverage against it. We use that money as collateral. And we can borrow against it from the insurance company. And we use that to deploy it to buy the investments. And then that cash flow comes back and replenishes the account. So the, the biggest advantages are we never break the compound interest curve on our money. It's asset protected. And also the interest we pay back to the insurance company is tax deductible. So we're actually creating tax deductions. And so, you know, from my exposure with the tax code, everything is kind of a plus or a minus, right? You get a, a income and well, then there's a deduction or like everything, everything's a plus and minus. The only thing I found where it hasn't been is when we can incorporate infinite banking to buy assets because the interest you pay is tax deductible against that income of the property, but your policy is continuing to grow tax-free. You know what I would say in the simplest terms, Rama, let me ask you this. Do you use a rewards credit card? Yes, I do. Why do you use that rewards credit card as opposed to paying cash? Maybe we'll get some additional you know, benefits like 2% or 5% on you know, purchases. Yeah, you're going to buy this thing, right? Whatever yeah. it is, but you yeah. add one extra step, you get some bonuses. If you can understand that, you can understand infinite banking. All we're doing is we view our policy. This is my rewards credit card for buying assets. Instead of using a credit card, I use my policy. Instead of getting miles, I'm getting uninterrupted compound interest. Awesome. Thank you for explaining that way. You know, very detailed, very, you know, layman level. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So share me, what is the minimum investment or minimum policy investors or anyone can purchase and how exactly that works? Can you share me the steps, you know? The minimum investment for someone, there really isn't a minimum, right? Is a number one, I'd say that. I've got a kid that goes to UNLV. He's since graduated, but he used to put in like 50 bucks a month, right? So as far as minimum goes, you know, pretty low. But I will say that we do have a general guideline, right? If somebody is, the guideline that we use is 10 times someone's age per month. So Anthony here, he's 60, right? <laughs> so his minimum 10 times would be $600 a month would kind of be his suggested minimum. And then the maximum, right? You could take that up to as high as you'd like. So we've got clients that put in, right? Several hundreds of thousands of dollars a year into policies to do that. So yeah, the way that we design it, usually what uh, I'll recommend, uh, there's really two elements to kind of the savings aspect of it. One is we always want to account for long-term savings. 
And so usually what we'll do is I'll look at somebody's cash flow monthly and I'll say, hey, what's an easy or comfortable number that we can allocate to savings, kind of long-term savings? So we'll put that into the policy. And then also what you want to do is you want to build in a buffer into a policy for annual kind of windfalls throughout the course of a year. Maybe we exit investment, maybe we have a raise, maybe we receive an inheritance. So what we'll do is we'll build in options in there so that somebody can dump in you know, substantial substantial amounts of cash into a policy over the course of a year. So we've got a lot of flexibility on funding and design. I like to add a lot of people are using a more of a typical financial planner and a lot of them are going to have a minimum, right? And the thing is what I noticed, the more experienced or the better the financial planner is, the higher the minimum is, you know? And to me, there's a lot of people that don't maybe have a lot of assets under management, but they still need help. And maybe their wealth is tied in their businesses or maybe other assets. They don't want to tie them in the market. So we want to be able to help everybody that wants to be helped, which means that they're willing to learn and they're ready to take action. And because this concept is so different, you had mentioned steps. We start with what we call the education phase. We want to make sure that you understand this. Now, there's pros and cons to doing everything, and infinite banking is no different. There's some great things about doing it, and then there's some not-so-great things that you need to be aware of. So during the education phase, we actually show you the good, right? And we're also going to show you the not-so-good. My favorite part of our education phase is because a lot of people will say, hey, Anthony, I hear whole life's terrible. You know, I don't need the death benefit. I just want to buy assets. I don't want to go through all this stuff. And I totally get it. But we're going to do the math. We're going to buy a syndication using the system you're currently doing, somebody else's bank. And then we're going to use the same money. But instead of storing them at a bank, we're going to store them in the policy. And we're going to buy that same asset. And we're going to look at, at the end of the day, who has more money and more importantly, why. And because infinite banking is not for everybody. So we want you to understand it to make sure that th this is the right decision for you. And on that education phase, we actually have an online course that at the end of the podcast, we will give you, your listeners free link to our online course. Absolutely. Thank you. Share me, you know, based on your 15 years of experience into infinite banking side. So share me some best practices and also some of some things like not working or there is some limitations with infinite banking also, right? So share me both. I'll start is first one that comes to mind is in regards to best practices is Anthony touched on this earlier is that there's a lot of people out there that are talking about using cash value to recapture your expenses. Right. And that essentially is just using that to finance liabilities. You can do that and you can make some money doing that, but that is not the most efficient way to utilize the cash value in the policies. And so, uh, right. We're big advocates for using that cash value for assets, right? Something that's going to produce cash flow something that's going to appreciate over time. And when you pair those together, right, it works really, really well. The gentleman on the phone this morning actually called it peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before, Rob, right? But he said, I'm looking for my peanut butter to go along with my jelly is what he said. I thought it was hilarious, right? So when you match those two up, it works really, really well. And along that same thread is that there's a lot of people out there in this space that are talking about using a policy more like a checking account as opposed to like a long-term savings account. And that is an absolute no for me, right? Is stay away from anybody that's recommending that is you want to put money in there that you're going to use for long-term savings, 
don't be running monthly expenses or monthly income through an account or a policy, anything like that. So I would say one of the initial best practice is you need to find an agent or a coach who not only understands this and is doing it themselves, but is, has the systems to guide you on the continuing journey of how and when to use your policy. Oftentimes people might say, well, my father-in-law sells life insurance. So I'm going to talk to him. And in fact, we have a client (laughs) whose father had worked for a large mutual insurance company for many years, designed the policy, didn't understand what he was doing. And the policy is going to end up being taxable in a few years. He tried, you know, but he didn't have the experience. So you want to find a agent who has that experience. And really this is a long-term strategy. So we need to think long-term and that's why whoever you want to work with, it's important for you to click with. You can see Cameron and I are a little more, we like to joke around, might not be as formal as some other people. So maybe we're not a good fit, you know, but what I would encourage anybody listening who's interested in infinite banking is learn more. We're we're very passionate about infinite banking and, you know, hopefully we can prove that we can be a good resource for you, but there's a lot of other people out there as well. We just want people open up your eyes about infinite banking and take a look. Okay. Got it. Thank you. And you mentioned long-term, right? What exactly long-term means like 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, what exactly mean? I think we need to have a forecast about at least four to seven years. Four to seven years. Okay. Got it. I would say think generationally, right? So one of Anthony's very short-sighted. So that was an easy one to correct him on is that one of the things that attracted me to infinite banking is this focus on generational wealth, right? Is what you'll see with wealthy families is usually there's one really high producer in a family, right? They start a business, very successful. And then the next generation doesn't know anything about how to create wealth or money or nothing, right? It's been given to them. And so infinite banking, right, is really the tool that allows someone to teach the next generation about money and how it really works. And so if we're thinking about money, we've got to think long-term, right? You got to plan for something greater than retirement. It's not just all about yourself. It's, hey, if we're going to be successful, let's create some wealth, but also let's teach our kids so they can teach our grandkids and so on and so forth. Awesome stuff. Yeah, thank you. So would you share any best experience so far? Anything you help with clients or anything? No. Best experience. First one that comes to mind, that first example one was just a joke. I was giving Anthony a hard time, Rama. But one that comes to mind is we have a client that was a border patrol agent. Um, He's working down in California on the border, came across infinite banking. And actually, Anthony's been working with him over the last several years, but uh, he's really, really close to having enough passive income to allow himself to leave that position. And they work really hard down there on the border. They don't get paid. They're underpaid. They're overworked. And there's not a lot of support down there for them. And so when I think of kind of success stories, man, is just being able to help somebody that's just an awesome person be able to get to kind of where they want to go. So that's one that comes to mind, Rama. I I like that his story is a a client that I had helped. (laughs) But what came to mind is another client that I had helped. And, you know, when we first meet with somebody, we ask them about what are your goals? Really, because, you know, what our view is, we want to be able to help you achieve your goals in less time and with more certainty. And if we can't, then you shouldn't work with us. And this one gentleman, his first goal was, is 
I would love to be able to tell my wife that she doesn't have to go to work tomorrow. And so oh. we had highlighted it. And then we had worked together and developed a strategy to create that passive income. And about a year and a half later, he went to his wife, said, honey, <laughs> you don't have to go to work tomorrow. And just like that little stuff that bring in the joy that now they can spend some more family time and be closer and less stress. I mean, is it brings us a lot of joy. Awesome. And would you also share any challenging experiences? Challenging experiences as we can't do it for you, right? Meaning that we have a lot of people that call in that want to work with us, right? And one of the first questions we have is how much time and how much energy do you have to, to kind of devote to this, right? Is because creating passive income is not passive right? Is there's a lot of work that goes into kind of a learning and getting educated on these opportunities and then putting it to work, right? That income, when you do it correctly, is going to be passive, but there's a lot of work that can go in on that front end. And so if I'm honest and I share with you and said, Hey, you know, what's the disappointing part is, you know, getting people in this position right up to the end and they don't take that action or they fail to move forward. You know, that is disappointing. Got it. You want to add anything, Anthony? Well, I would say a lot of times, it's similar to what Cameron says, I'm recovering CPA. I'm very logical, right? You can tell me a story about a rewards credit card or, you know, replacing the bank. Like, that's cool. That's fluff. I need <laughs> to see the numbers. I need to see mathematically that I'm going to be better off, use my policy to buy this asset in cash. And so, as I had mentioned, we do do the math. And for me, I think people have some misconceptions mm -hmm. about whole life. And infinite banking, a lot of times they don't know anybody who's doing it. They've never heard of it. And so they don't have that confidence to step outside the box, even though I'm like, look, you're going to buy this asset. I'm showing you, you just move the money from this account to this account. You're going to have more. The logic in me is like, I don't understand why you're not doing it. And part of it gets to be is we make decisions emotionally as well. And so that to me, being such a logical person is probably the biggest frustration that I have. I know this works. Like we've done the math. We've even done the math because people, we had a client who said, Hey, I'm killing it in the stock market. I'm not going to put the money in my policy. I'm going to put that money into, I'm going to buy stocks. I have a track record of earning 10% a year. And I'm like, you remember this isn't an either or this is an and, you know, we talk a lot about leveraging your policy to buy real estate. Well, you can, leverage it and buy the same investments that you're buying in the stock market. And we even ran the math buy term invested difference or buy whole life and invest a cash value. And we ran it until he was 70 years old by incorporating infinite banking. He had 50% more in assets and in relations to cash flow and retirement, he had 78% more cash flow. He's not taking on any more risk. All we're doing is putting the money somewhere. But the reason being, because of the compounding interest, you know, eventually that policy is going to be able to buy more and more and more assets. And so that frustrates me more because I'm like, look, we can do the math, man. It, this makes total sense. But, you know, people, maybe they're not readily mentally or emotionally to take that step outside the box. Any final thoughts on infinite banking? What I would say is I encourage you look into it. You know, we got a link to our online course. Take a look at it. If it makes sense, you can call us. If it doesn't, you at least check the box. Hey, I checked out IBC and it's not for me. But if it is for you, 
in that course, there is a link to get on a call with us and we're do a no pressure, 30 minute call, go over your goals, answer questions and see what the appropriate next step is. Rama, what I was about to say before I got really interrupted by Anthony was that when you look at investors, right, they don't have any issues with the investment side, right? If everybody is doing it multifamily, right, they've done their research, they're really comfortable with that. It's when you step back and you look at really the whole entirety of what they're doing. And a lot of times they're sitting on cash and with cash, it's an incredible inefficiency, right? And they've never been given an alternative on a place where they can put cash that'll actually get them a return and put them in the positive. And so really that essentially big picture, that's what we're doing is we're pointing out an inefficiency to a lot of multifamily investors and saying, Hey, simple mistake, simple opportunity here to create, to rectify this situation for you. So I kind of got lost on the last part, but. And how can listeners can connect with you guys? Yeah, they can find us infinitewealthconsultants.com. That is our website. And then there we've got a bunch of social media links the course, you do have an online course like Anthony was, had referenced before. And in that course, you're going to find a lot of videos that are just purely educational. They're not salesy in any way. It's a lot of the case studies and stuff that we have in there. And you guys can figure out if it's a good fit for you or not. But we'll put it at infinitewealthconsultants.com backslash multifamily AP360. So if your listeners go to that link, click on there, that'll take you into the course and you guys can look around. Outside of that, we're on all social media platforms. So we'll make sure we get those over to you and they can put that in the show notes so they can find us there. Awesome. And thank you very much, Anthony. And thank you very much, Cameron. I really enjoyed the conversation on infinite banking. Thank you. Thanks, Our Rama. pleasure. Thank you. And thank go you. make it a fantastic day. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chuntu. We'll see you next time.